Good evening and welcome to Simpac Live, where the rubber meets the road. I'm your host, Jeff Matthews, and today I've got a special guest, Ray Tomlinson. Ray is from Summit BWT, and we're going to talk about his window washing and building washing machinery that runs on renewable uh, energy, on uh, rechargeable batteries, and also how he's made it work on 85% less water. Now, before we uh, – well, welcome, Ray, firstly. Welcome, Yeah, Ray. thank you, Jeff. Thanks for having us along. That's great. Now, before I um, get into the nitty-gritty of, of, of your machinery and how long you've been working on it and, and what you've done, I thought our, our viewers might be intrigued by the subject matter today. They might be thinking, we're talking about industrial sustainability, we're talking uh, zero carbon by 2050 – What's the big deal with, with window washing? So I had my researchers do some work, and I, they had a lot of fun with this, and, and you might like some of these stats, and, and uh, I'd like to congratulate them too on the work they did. But that, they've worked out since 1970, so it's the last 50 years, 53 years, that in, in buildings that there's been 220 billion square metres of flat glass produced to go into architectural buildings. 220 billion square metres. Now, if you looked at what was single rise and what was double rise and then took three storeys and over, there's about 10% of the residential buildings are over three storeys and 20% of the commercial buildings are over three storeys. Now, so if you, um, if, you then, if you then did that maths, you would end up that there's 30 billion square metres of high-rise glass that needs to be cleaned um, around the world, and usually twice a year, and so that that that's a that's a that's a phenomenal amount. Um, by the way, the 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 total figure of two hundred and twenty million, if you laid it out as a pathway, um, and a meter wide, it would go around the circumference of the Earth five and a half times. So that's that's a lot of glass that's being produced, and I know, and and you're in the business of washing it. So um, so but here's the problem: is that we most of the high-rise glass currently is uh, is washed by um, abseilers and it's and it's washed by hand, and uh, and but but the, the the design of the buildings is is improving it so they can do automatic washing, so they can have uh, machines and robots that go up and 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 wash the buildings, which which you can imagine these high-rise buildings having humans dangling from ropes, you know, way up there on the tallest buildings in the world, uh, doesn't really make sense. And but the high pressure washers are, are currently driven by petrol. Now, if we converted all that thirty odd billion into petrol, it would be the equivalent of putting twenty one million cars on the road. That's how much because those those generators are actually uh, really bad pollutants. They're not like a, a car that has catalytic converters and takes some of the really bad stuff out. They just blow it straight into the atmosphere. So it's not only the carbon; it's the pollutants that that, that affect all of our health and our and, and our and our life. And with four billion people living in cities, this market is absolutely huge. And it's and it's critical that we don't go backwards in CO two and pollutants. So it's critical we don't we don't automate and we don't have a solution for the automation. And so uh, and so that's where your machines come in. And and and, and now I've set that sort of uh, context for you. Tell us tell us the history. Tell, go back to when you when you first started looking at this problem. Wow. Um, first started looking at this problem was probably about eight eight nine years ago. Um, so to go back a little bit further than that, 
Um, I started uh, washing buildings back in 1985, so I know I know I look I look a lot younger, um, but um, yeah. So I've been in the industry nearly 40 years, um, and where I got into sustainability was uh, probably in the years you and I were doing triathlons. So back back in the early 90s, and yeah. uh, I was washing buildings in, in Wellington, and then looking at where is all my waste going? It's going down the drain. And then I'm jumping into Wellington Harbour, um, starting to do my, uh, you know, we're doing our, our training session in the harbour. And I'm thinking, hold on, I'm actually just swimming and all the all the muck that I've just washed um, just up the road has all come down and I'm swimming in it. So that's what really <laughs> got me onto sustainability. You know, you're talking nearly 30 years ago. Um, so... Yeah. In my business, JT uh, was part of JT Group, which actually my father um, started the business 60 years ago now. We're celebrating 60 years. And so, ah. yeah, so I decided that, um, no, we're going to go, um, we were going to go sustainable then. And I had a policy of, of nothing down a drain. And everybody was going, well, how can you water blast and they're not going down the drain? But but we do have ways. And, and all my guys, my team is all around New Zealand. Um, and we have a process, and it works, and it's been working extremely, extremely well for about the last twenty years. So, yeah. so then that got me onto um, as I, I was always one for technology, um, and that probably came back from from dad's. Uh, Dad was one of the very first. Uh, it might sound a bit strange, but back in the sixties, when he started in seventies, started using the first roller uh, for painting because we were a, a painting business initially. And then he got on to the first uh, airless sprayer, and the airless sprayer con- uh, converted into a water blaster. So this was the first in New Zealand. So that's probably where I got my uh, my liking for technology and new things. Yes. Yeah, and, and, and uh, just, for the, just for the viewers, uh, Ray and I used to compete together uh, cycling and triathlon. Ray was a uh, was a, a national a national level cyclist, and uh, I used to like find machinery back then as well. I, I remember your bikes, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah, with those funny bikes back back in those days. Certainly nothing yeah. nothing like what they are now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, now, so onto your machine, uh, onto the onto the problem of automated buildings and uh, using uh, noisy petrol generators and using lots of water and blasting these buildings. You know, I think I, I think I heard you say somewhere, you, you stood and looked at the problem and thought there has to be a better way. Exactly. Uh, when you look at guys hanging off the side of a building, uh, it, the safety for a start, you know, we're getting more and more into health and safety o- over the years. And there, it's twofold when you're looking at cleaning glass. To look at using what they call a blade and mop. So you've got um, guys with... Uh, buckets on strapped to their tool belts and they're mopping the window and then blading. And of course, as you come down the building, that bucket of water is getting dirtier and dirtier. But what they do is that the the water is pushed to the sides and it ends up the uh, the seals and the frames and the mullions still stay dirty. The glass is clean, but the building's not actually really that clean. So that's where we thought well, there's a better way. I looked at uh, a machine from overseas, and I was oversold on it. I was I was told it was going to be ease of use. Um, it's going to be uh, uh, 
fast. It was going to end up being profitable. And in the end, it was, I was totally oversold. It was nothing like that. And so I looked at it and then we decided, let's, let's design our own, uh, our own machine. So three years ago, I employed uh, a terrific young engineer and, um, and, and Sam's been, been, been it really. And he's really focused on the first machine we, we, we developed. So this was the prototype. And our aim was to, to get a machine that was going to, as a contractor, it was going to actually be profitable to use. So long story short, we've ended up developing what we see as the f- world's first fully robot- robotic uh, brush machine. And then from the developments from that machine, we've also developed the world's first commercial rechargeable um, electric water blaster. So these are, these are water blasters that normally would require three-phase power. So it, it requires only a single phase to, to charge. It lasts a full day on a single charge. You're talking up to 3,000 PSI at 30, 32 litres a minute. So, you know, a fully commercial machine. So that, that that's um, that, that's the exciting. And so, and so, how much how much um, amp hour and rechargeable batteries? And did you which sort of battery tech did you go? Well, um, the the ampage on uh, we're still trialling um, a number of uh, options with with ampage. Uh, currently, it's um, forty four volt um, batteries uh, at the moment. We are looking at. Uh, because of the draw from these machines is is uh, is very large, so we're looking at um, increasing the power so we can provide. Uh, so what we've done here is I've got all my guys um, as part of the JT group, which is our my washing arm, and we're looking at rolling out something like about thirty machines to all my guys, and they're they're requiring more and more power. Um, especially to get up on heights from from the ground. So, and do you, do you have your battery pack on the ground and 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 um, and pipe it up to to the gantry going up? No. So, so we we've got the two the two machines are quite separate. So the the actual water blast we call them water blasters in New Zealand or, or pressure washers, yep. which are known around the world. They yep. they are truck mounted or trailer mounted units, and we have long hoses that we can take up onto roofs and the likes. Yeah, the yep. the robotic building wash machine is if you imagine a large car wash brush, and yep. that is the our first uh, go with um, designing that was actually it was pulled up with a winch. The current machine we have is actually it's self climbing, which is. Uh, so all we have to do is drop a rope down, and this machine will self-climb. The biggest issue that the industry's got at the moment is how do you stick it, stick this thing to the wall? And especially here in Wellington, you know, Wellington would be the I would say would be the windiest. It's certainly the windiest capital in the world. And yeah. we've been running uh, trials now for the last seven years at Wellington Airport. And anyone who knows yep. Wellington, the airport is in the windiest spot in the windiest city in the world. 
and yeah. we can run our machine now uh, in winds of up to thirty kilometers an hour, which is right. which is huge, and it sticks. Yeah. So that that's some patented technology. That's that's taken us a long time to uh, to work out. The if you look at a building, and I'll use the example of Wellington Airport um, building, to clean that manually would take three people three days to absar. So that's with water blasters, scrubbing, uh, and so you're looking at nine person days uh, to clean that building. Yeah. With our with our robotic machine, we can clean that two people in one day. And with a re- reduction in water consumption of eighty-five percent, that we're, so we've measured uh, uh, measured the water consumption. Right. So that's that, that's uh, look. One of the things I, I was just reading an article today about Spain, and uh, you know, and, and we shouldn't isolate ourselves because uh, they, they've got a drought and they've just cut back all industrial use fifteen percent. And so they've got problems. We know California's got problems. You know, uh, Australia had not enough rain and then too much rain. Uh, we've had droughts in some of parts of our country. It's part of climate change. And so water conservation is is one of the key areas of conservation that we have to we have to look after. It is it is going to become a precious resource, and and we're either going to have not enough or we're going to have too much in a very short period of time, which as you know can lead to catastrophic uh, um, flooding. So um, even in a place like Wellington, which is usually good annual rainfall. Conserving water with our growing populations uh, it means that we don't have to flood more valleys and and the expense of you know having having water cleaned, you know. So, so now tell me about the, the difficulty of being you know in Wellington, New Zealand, the bottom of the world. You've got something that's cool that in terms of tech, it's something we need. It's something, this is this is what I call the rubber on the road. This is, and and you, you know, fit so well into uh, the Simpac philosophy about uh, people doing cool stuff everywhere that is, um, is increasing productivity, but um, decreasing um, uh, emissions. And 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 it and that's what we need. How how are you going to go about marketing marketing this, and and how difficult a job is that from from a Wellington New Zealand base? Uh, difficult, yes. Um, we've we've got to the stage where the technology works. Uh, I think the exciting thing that we've got is that even though people are looking for for uh, machinery that's sustainable. What we've been able to produce, and this is prob- well, probably it, it is because of my background and forty years in this industry, is we've actually got it. We've got pro- two machines now that will actually drive profitability for the contractor, for the building owner. Uh, it doesn't have to be more expensive, but, oh, because you're going to, you know, we're, we're going carbon neutral, or you know, it, it's got to be more expensive. Sure, the uh, the, the machinery um, is expensive. But the uh, working on site, the reduction in time on site is is profitable for for, for everybody, and that's the exciting part. So yeah. to get that to answer your question about how do we get this out, it's a matter of podcasts like this where 
we can now start explaining to people um, exactly what we can do. If if yeah. you use the example of the, and I'll I'll go to the uh, what we call the e water blaster, so our electric water blaster. Here in New Zealand, you're looking at it's costing on average to run a petrol machine that that puts out the emissions equivalent to about eight to ten vehicles. Uh, it costs anywhere between six to eight hundred dollars a month to run one machine, and so. The model that we're we're working on, we've started to work on, is a is a lease option. So um, it's a lease option where it's cost, essentially cost neutral for um, whoever takes on our our technology. They're already spending it in fuel costs anyway, so yeah. Um, but that's going to be your uh, be, be a, a, and it's a fixed cost. So we know yeah. fuel's going up. And uh, yeah. to to my guys, it doesn't really matter. So, yeah. So, so everyone wins on that deal because they they have less capital cost. That they essentially leasing something for what they were spending on fossil fuel, and well, everyone wins except the fossil fuel fuel producers. But the planet wins. Yes. Um, yeah. So nice. And, and we and we um and uh, we are gonna we are gonna see you at uh, Simpac in twenty twenty four in, in Brisbane. Definitely. In yeah. Definitely. So. Uh, yeah, and that's that, that, that's exciting for me too. Not only to catch up with a former well, an old Wellingtonian and a cycling buddy, but uh, but these are the types of businesses that uh, Simpac's designed for. Really, it's it's um, you know for businesses wanting to tell their story and and, and are doing something. Um, customer base, how 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 have you found? Like, do you think there's going to be um, an advantage? To uh, well, to having your technology for your contractors. Now I know noise would be a huge thing, you know, just just the noise generators, those petrol generators. But are people looking for, you know, there's a lot of buildings trying to get to zero carbon. There is a race to zero carbon buildings, and so that's everything. And that 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 also means window washing. So I can see that if people are wanting to do that, and there are you know uh, low emission buildings. Then washing your windows is going to be have to be that. Have you found that uh, how receptive are the customers at the moment? Oh, huge, absolutely huge. Uh, noise pollution uh, is is major. Uh, you know, we've, we're living in very noisy cities. People are actually you know living in the city, uh, and yeah. a lot of the work that my guys do uh, is out of hours. Yeah, we, we'll be starting it. Four, five o'clock in the morning, or working through till um, 11, 12, 1 o'clock at night, and to have these petrol, petrol diesel generators going, uh, the noise is is quite deafening. So to have virtually no noise, um, it's a it's a huge plus. But what we've found since we've been running uh, one one particular uh, machine again, I talk about the e water blaster. We've been running that for a year now, and the feedback from the guys is that it's their own health that they're finding. They're saying they are so, so much more relaxed at the end of the day because they haven't had that droning noise in the background the whole day. They're, they're just feeling mm. so much fresher. So that that's huge. So it's not only just um, the emission side of things, it, it's also that that uh, the, the mental and physical um, 
benefits for uh, for the workers and people around that machine. Huge. Right. Yeah. No, I I I I, I don't like noisy environments myself, and I, I can imagine. I can imagine that. Well, Ray, that's been it's been really great to catch up with you after all these years. It's been really interesting uh, talking about your um, uh, your washers and, and your and your um, and water blasters, um, and we look forward to seeing you at, at, at Simpac uh, next year. And if any of the viewers have got any questions that they want to know, uh, uh, um, I'll put Ray's email up on on the front and back of this uh, of this presentation. Um, I'm also going to put some of those uh, photos um, in in here for you, uh, Ray. And or you can just leave a message in in the comment section of uh, uh, below of, of this broadcast. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you, Ray. Thank you, Jeff. Have a good evening. Thanks for having me.